0: all right you guys thank you we are back to doctor radio and joining us this next half hour um, again i'm doctor marina korean and joining me is may ali um, she is the uh, eldest daughter of muhammad ali and she is a children's book author she wrote i shook up the world incredible life of muhammad ali um, and she is a spokesperson for parkinson's awareness and and she's Raising awareness and encouraging research for Parkinson's disease, and I want to thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Thank you, and again, and and uh, you know, I am the world is sorry for your father's passing. So Aww, I, I want to thank you so much. Yes, um, and but I think it's wonderful that you're coming out to speak about Parkinson's. When did you first become aware of Parkinson's, and what what you know? How did that come about, and
1: well, my father was misdiagnosed for, I would say, an average of about seven years, maybe even longer. Um, he, uh, he, they said he had Parkinson's syndrome um, and that his uh, symptoms would not progress at all, but he was experiencing something very different. He was getting worse. Um, I, I think it's because young-onset Parkinson's, I don't even think that was a term then, in the mid, 80s or even before the mid-80s the early 80s and they just didn't think he had it he was in his 30s and a lot of uh uh, the after effects of boxing um, resembled Parkinson's you know so that I know boxers who their speech slurs or you know they might be slower and they just thought it was the effects of boxing um and it, it took a while I mean it was some of the top doctor's um, in, in the in the country, you know, they, they were saying he had the syndrome. And I just believe because of the, the person he was, the age he was, and it just wasn't common then to see uh, people that young with it. So, you know, we just saw a difference. You know, we were, we were I was a little girl, you know, maybe uh, 12, 11, you know, and he just, you know, just slower. I mean, for your father to be an elite athlete, uh, uh, Parkinson's symptoms is very different from from the way he was as an elite athlete. Um, and so it was noticeable. Uh, but when, you know, it, he was getting worse, and, and that's, that's when we all, you know, when they said Parkinson's disease, it took a while for the family to to really understand exactly what that was. Cause, you know, most people just don't go into researching things like that, especially if you're a kid. But uh, we we definitely saw a difference, and it was around the early 80s.
0: You know, um, and then I think Michael J. Fox and your father brought a lot of recognition to Parkinson's over the years yeah. through their effect, and, you know, Michael Fo- Michael J. Fox was was also sort of, I guess, early onset, right? I mean, uh, compared yeah. to and But his manifested maybe several years later, obviously, than, than your dad's. And yeah, it is
1: it's, tr- a, it's go- a lonely, isolated disease. You know, you feel isolated. You want to stay in, you know, people who don't know things are I think by those two men being famous and then saying this is what it is I remember a lady saying I always used to stay in the house until your dad lit the Olympic torch in 1996 and he came out and he was shaking and everyone was talking about what Parkinson's was and I started to go out more because I had something to say now I said I have the same thing Muhammad Ali has you know I just
0: yeah, Yeah. it was
1: very touching to hear her say that you know
0: yeah and I think um I again the just bringing recognition to the disease, but uh by by being so um active, but also what you're doing right now is is also uh very important because you're sort of bringing attention and continued attention where it needs to be
1: right well, you know it's it's research is important, a lot of people you know are negative about research, oh, when are they going to find a cure for this I mean. It takes time, you know, and, and I will say that the the therapies and the medications and, and, you know, so there's so many things uh, that people with Parkinson's can do They can improve their life if they really understand what it is they need to do. So advocating for, you know, certain events like the World Parkinson's Congress and, and you know, support groups and the right doctors, it's all very important for Parkinson's. Um, because you can have one life without the right treatment and in attitude and you have a whole different life if you just shut down and not engage and be proactive so uh, yeah it's very important
0: and what what are what are some of the um, what can people do to get more information which website would you recommend and what are some of the um, research or, or donation opportunities
1: yeah well you know what I to not be you know there there are a lot of things online you know my father's day when he got the disease he just couldn't get on the computer and read about everything right Um. so I, I work with um, uh, the parkinson alliance uh, they do the parkinson unity walk in New York every every uh, April um, the Michael J. Fox Foundation, phenomenal, the National Parkinson's Foundation. I mean, you can go to, you just look up Parkinson's, and, there's, and all of these websites have, they have, you know, uh, fundamentals of Parkinson's, they have tips for patients, they, they connect you with support groups, they all have research that they're funding. That's, and so the community is, is very connected. Um, in September, I'm going to the World Parkinson's Congress, uh, that that's a phenomenal, unique event. It's going to be in Portland, Oregon, this um, September, September 20th through 23rd. And what's unique about it is that people from all over the world, professionals, healthcare professionals, neurologists, scientists, academics, researchers, and people with Parkinson's and their care partners um, are all they all converge in one place. And it's it's a hot. You know, they talk at a high scientific level. They have roundtable workshops, and there everyone's learning from each other. So not only are the Parkinson patients and caregivers learning, they're offering information to researchers and healthcare professionals so they can know what they should be doing.
2: Parkinson's is
1: a disease where it has to be a two-way, it commun- has to be two-way communication, even the way it's diagnosed. You know. You know, patients have to come in and say, look, this is what's going on with me. Um, and so they can't really care for you without your input. So it's, just, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to really actually, you know, most people say their doctors don't talk to them enough. You know, you want them to know more from doctors. Um, so this is a great opportunity for people all over the world to share information just for the sake of finding a cure or making, you know, improving the quality of life of people with Parkinson's. So that, that's 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 great event. that only happens every three years. If you want more information, it's WPC2016.org, World Parkinson Congress. So that's one event that it's next in three more years is going to be, I believe, in Japan. It was in Montreal. So it's it's so inclusive that it doesn't even stay stay in the same country every three years. Um, but you know, there's go online there's support groups. Um, I think people a lot of people Parkinson's don't even have the right doctor. They need a neurologist that's also a movement disorder specialist. Um, a movement disorder specialist has two additional years in um, training for, for movement disorders like Parkinson's So if you're just with a general neurologist, it may not be it's not going to be as good but so, uh, it's, not, it's not going to be as good treatment unless you get with a, a neurologist that's also a movement disorder specialist. So, no,
0: maybe I didn't even know that I you know, and I just had an I had a, neuro, a stroke neurologist on earlier But yeah. that I did not know that to you. It's two more years for movement disorders Yeah,
1: it's a special training you know, like my grandfather um, on my mother's side was just diagnosed with Parkinson's a few years ago and he had a general neurologist for a while and I was telling him I'm like look guys you need he needs a specialist So we went to Rush University in Chicago where they have a Parkinson's Center. Yeah and uh, and so now now it's, he's doing better because the treatment is just different. There's nothing against a general neurologist. It's just that when you don't specialize in something, you're not going to understand certain things. You're going to do cookie-cutter treatments. And so, yeah, everyone should, you know, I think they're even coming up with something where people who don't, I think they're doing a, 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 a what do you call it, not a, it's, it's like a trial. For people in areas that don't have movement disorder specialists, they can talk to one online, like have it interactive, so they can connect with that person online if they don't have one in their city. But most, I think, cities have, you know, you can find that. Um, if you call the Parkinson Alliance, I know people over there are very helpful in trying to connect you with a movement disorder specialist. They're very, you know, they're very helpful with that. So people who call them, they tr- they try to plug you in. Um, to that, wherever, which, in whatever city you're in. So if you're having issues with your PD, or you know or you think you might have it, but you're not sure if you're you ha- you have it, you're not diagnosed yet, you want a movement disorder specialist to diagnose you.
0: Yeah, that's great. That is great information. Thank you. And again, it's the, it uh, the Parkinson's Alliance. We'll get the website um, to 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 so that our listeners can know. And yeah, we'll certainly and really put and it we, all. Uh, up. We'll put it up on very the website. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you go to the websites, they'll have, like, find a provider near you. Like, most of the websites do that, so you can put in your zip code, et cetera. Right. I'm glad that your grandfather's getting help.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he got it, you know, I mean, people over 60, that's the age group. And so he he did go to Vietnam War and and was exposed to Agent Orange and all that, but he didn't have symptoms until maybe his late 70s. Um, since Parkinson's is really different from my father's. He yes. doesn't have tremors like my father did. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting. <laughs>
0: I think that's something that we're all going to face. I'm glad that you know uh, you're bringing awareness that people are more aware. Um, and I was going to say to you, like, why is it only the fourth World Parkinson Congress? Like, it should have been way many yeah, more. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, that, I mean, you know, it's every three years. Yes. I guess you know there. You know, we have so many organizations vying for you know funding and research, and there's a little competition there. I, I you know I mean I would love it if Eli can come on the, the, the who's who runs it but um, it's just it's not it's like you know how politics non-partisan is like not partisan it's like it's not focused on any organization one organization it's all about networking and having conversations and, and exchange of information between all of these people in the Parkinson universe you know it, it's no favoritism it's like let's all get together Every continent, every country, whoever is involved, and, and that's what makes it so special because you're just not going to hear, you know, from one group or one doctor, and and there's so many workshops and you know they're 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 on different levels and uh, you know it's, I'm 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 upset I can only go for the first day I'm going to, I'll be at the opening ceremony yeah. the opening of it And where is it, it again before, this year it's, it's for four days, so it's going to be really great.
0: Where is it, Mimi? This year, I know you it's, told me. Uh,
1: the World Parkinson Congress is going to be in Portland, Oregon.
0: Oh, beautiful! Um, at well, the
1: Oregon Convention Center, and uh, September 20th through 23rd. And if you can find any resource to get down there, and you have the resources to go, it'd be great if you can go. I believe the next one is in Japan. Um, but look, go to WPC2016.org. And you can read all about this wonderful event. It's called the World Parkinson Congress.
0: And, and um, you know, we have that. I'm a surgeon, and we have our World Congress. And I love what you said. It's nonpartisan. It's you know, you can submit your abstracts, your research. You get on the podium, and you know, you can present that. Uh, and then right. again, as you're right, as you, you know, the exhibit halls. They have all the interested parties are there, kind yeah. of showing what they have. And it, it really is invaluable to people all around the world because you know we may have something that they don't have but then they might have something in a different part of the world that right. is very helpful so it's a great yeah, and way it's to patient share
1: friendly it's not you know you don't have to go there and feel um, inadequate or insecure or you know the doctors want to talk to you they want to they want to connect researchers want to hear from you so it's it's so open and so that you know It'll be. I think it comes back to the U.S. in nine years. So if you can make it to Oregon for the 20th, it would be great.
0: <laughs> nine years, yeah. So, uh, but Oregon, <laughs> or if you go to, or you know, uh, go to Japan if you have those resources, you can go to the next one in three years. Well, it's a shame. I mean, I'm sure you've been to Portland before, but that's going to be a lovely venue. It's Portland's an amazing city. I mean, we're we have wonderful, amazing cities all over this country, but yeah, that one is I also. Yeah,
1: Oregon is really nice though.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you know, what um, what about you know, donations and stuff like that? Like how, you know, are there specific sites that you like? Like what? You know,
1: um, well, um, try, try WPC. Uh, they may have a donation button as well. Um, like I so said, I work with uh, Parkinson Alliance and the Unity Walk. that's in New York every year. I love that event. That's another event. It's like uh, the largest. Um, uh, oh gosh, you know it's six thirty a.m. in L.A. Just excuse me because I'm having senior moments all uh-huh. this morning.
0: <laughs> no, it's just six thirty. That's not a senior moment. That's an early oh, moment.
1: Oh it's it's <laughs> but it's it's it's, 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 a, it's the largest type of event that you know all the organizations are there. It's like uh, want that's not called neighborhood event. I can't think of the word, but. It's it's the largest even where all the organizations kind of come together, Mm -hmm. and there's a a short, brief walk in in New York, and it's usually in April when people get teams and they raise money and yes, they have they have you know doctors out there too at the doctors' table and all that. So I mean, then you know Michael J. Fox has a great um, organization. I mean you could pick it's a plethora of, of foundations and organizations you can go online and see see what you like um you know the reason and and all of them are are, are good people you know it's not like mine is better than yours but i i I work with the parkinson alliance they're 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 out of um, princeton new jersey really nice people there and the whole parkinson's community they're all working hard you know they're working very very diligently to find a cure they're all a lot a lot of them are very legitimate actually the parkinson's unity walk the which the money that's raised there is shared between like 12 organizations so all the money doesn't even go to one organization. Um, so that's another grassroots. That's what I'm that's, that's what I was trying to find. It's the largest grassroots
0: there park. You go.
1: Oh, there I go. I should have figured that word out a minute ago. I'm looking out the window at some grass. Oh, uh. I had a hard time figuring that out. Um <laughs> But anyway, uh yeah, but yeah, but I'm right right now I'm really focused on the World Parkinson Congress and trying to get people out there of, of all races and
0: You know, colors
1: and religions, you know, this disease is not, uh, it transcends everything, you know, age and and so we want to get a lot of people out there and and, then, you know, have fun and learn and, and be, you know, proactive and get into the information sharing because when your family... When family of loved ones, not just the caretakers, but the family members, when everyone understands what a person is going through with Parkinson's, it really can help that person. You know, my father, we used to kind of just, you know, look at him, wondering what do we
2: do, what do we
1: say, what, you know, how do we help him, and we had to delve in. We had to open up some books.
2: We had to read.
1: We had to understand things, and then we could help him throughout the day. You know, his progression was fairly slow, but as it is, symptoms became worse, we had to understand what is that that he just did, you know, how do we help him walk, how do we help him, you know, how do we communicate better without him having to talk so much, because it's, it's hard to talk, you know, I mean, there, there's so many different things, you know, medication, trying to, if we're, if we're around him, you know, maybe we can assist the caregiver in getting, getting his medication on time, if he's not swallowing his medication right, What what are easier ways to have him swallow, maybe we put the medication in yogurt or you know, ice cream or something where you can get it down easier. I mean, all different kind of, you know, things for people. Um, and the family should all be in on it, you know. For they sure. should understand it.
0: Absolutely. Um, um, we're going to take a call uh, from Ann from Florida. And welcome to Dr. Radio again. I'm Dr. Marina Korean and with me, May Maymay Ali, what's your question or comment?
2: Um, first of all, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's one year ago, mm. and... I realized uh, what some of the symptoms were and how so many people do this. You look back and you say, oh, yeah, I had that. Oh, yeah, I right. had that. Right. And I think really the word needs to get out there more to the general practitioners plus just the public because had I known some of the symptoms ahead of time, I would have put it together a long time
1: before right. I did. Yeah, you know, like I said, a lot of people go to doctors and they, and sometimes they diagnose it before they get to the doctor. Um, you know, I, I would, you know, it, it's hard, you know, because I, I had a friend who had, he was a hockey player and he had a lot of back pain, and he just thought it came from hockey, and it, and it, the pain really was was Parkinson's, you know, it, um. Uh, tremors, slurred speech, a um, uh, little rigidity, bent shoulders, having sleeping problems. Um, they even say before the main symptoms, you can have a loss of smell or, or constipation problems. That's one of the the things that happen before the main symptoms sometimes. And my grandfather had that. He was he was constipated a lot and he was losing his smell. This is before the symptoms even kicked in. Um, I don't know what yours were. What, what were your, some of the things that you didn't notice that you had that, that was actually symptoms?
0: And
2: finally led me to the answer was falling, my balance.
0: Oh. Your balance,
2: yeah. Mm. Yeah, but... Years before that I had I can't remember what they call it where your handwriting is real small and you have to like oh, yeah. micrographics for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I would have known that was a symptom because at the time I thought this is so strange. But it all
1: yeah, well, like a month.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people
1: go to that internet real
2: fast. You know,
1: some people just they go, you know, what is this? I'm that kind of person. If I if something is happening with me, I had a form of, of neuropathy years ago, and I and I and I looked on WebMD, and I'm like, this is neuropathy. I mean, this is, is it either it, it was, you know, and I and I got all kind of tests done, and I did some preventative things. I still have a little numbness in my hand. They couldn't find where it would come from, where it came from. But I, a lot of people go online and they put those symptoms in there, you know, so. I mean, I'm not telling people, you know, be your own doctor, but be, you know, if you do have symptoms Absolutely. that are that are different, you know, it's, it's okay to be informed and go online and see what it could possibly be and take that to your doctor, you know, um, yeah, the, the small writing, that, that's true.
0: Did yeah, you do that? Did you, look, yes. did you
1: look into that when you had
2: those symptoms or you just said, what is this? Well, it just, it never occurred to me, I would yeah. have. You know, something like that. Exactly. And, you know, just various ones don't seem to be connected or anything. But right. it was. <laughs> also, you know, my
1: father was also, after Parkinson's, he was tested a few years back to see if he had the gene for Parkinson's, and he didn't have it. So that let him know that this happened environmentally. I think they say around 20% of the people with Parkinson's have the gene twenty percent of the people they've tested, so you know about eighty percent it's an environmental um reason why they have it um so I mean some people i mean might some people may want to get tested just so they know if, if there is a gene to see if you know they've passed that down
0: may, I, I was gonna ask you if that was a concern for you guys um you know but it, in it general, was, it's not a hereditary we didn't, have, we didn't right. have the
1: gene, it was a concern, but now it's not yeah, yeah
0: yeah and in, in, um you know from my little bit of research it seems that maybe 10 percent of parkinson's patients may have a relative that has it but it's not directly yeah. given to the offspring necessarily yeah so.
1: i i have read five to ten percent about seven years ago and then i started reading it the number went up a little bit but um yeah you know 10 percent, 20 percent, yeah it's about I mean, like, yes, yeah, so it's, it's a, a lot of people aren't, and then that could be. Has everybody been tested, you know, for it, you know? So, but it does seem like there are more. It just seems like there are more people with it, <laughs> um, which, you know, I mean, it, it, it has been connected to toxins.
0: Yeah. Maymay, guess what? You woke up at 6.30, but we're out of time. I'm so uh, thrilled to have you on my show. I love uh, what you're doing to raise Parkinson's awareness. I want to thank you so much. And also, everyone, Maymay uh, was on the groundbreaking A&E docuseries 60 days in, so look out for that. I'm Dr. Marina Curran, and we'll be back next week.